Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Have you ever noticed that when you're with work colleagues, you might be a certain way, with your partner another way, and with your parents somehow a different still? Many of us will shift who we are depending on who we are with. For some of us, we change so much from person to person that we can feel we are being or acting out of alignment with who we think we are or should be, and in extreme cases, can even lose the sense of who we really are. Today, we're discussing why that happens, what fundamental authenticity is, and how that changes the game in our relationships with others and even with ourselves. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help you begin to remove the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? So Karen, you mentioned being authentic, uh, wherever we're at, whatever the situation is, you know, whoever we're with, and so truly being authentic, who we are. But, you know, the question I've got for you, isn't it only natural for us as we move into different environments or with different groups of people to shift, to kind of accommodate, you know, what the situation is. Isn't that only natural? Yeah. Um, thank you for that question. I think it's, uh, what I would say is it's natural depending on who you are and how much internal strength you do or do, do not have. So just to um, redefine, I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to just talk about fundamental authenticity first. Okay. So fundamental authenticity has to do with essentially being internally strong enough having released enough distortion patterns and being of a high enough resonance that you hold or are embodying a state of neutrality, which means you're less attached to external reference points, meaning things like what other people think of you in order to feel worthy or safe or loved or um, what uh, your relationship to other people and whether or not you have them, that type of thing, okay? So uh, you don't need the external reference points to make yourself feel complete and whole because you're complete and whole in yourself. So as a result, you're what I call fundamentally authentic, meaning you don't need to shift depending on who you're with. Because as you just said, you know, many people are very different with whomever they're with. So they're different with their parents, they're different with their friends, they're different with their work colleagues, uh, they're different with the people that they you know, do their hobbies with. And they're just sort of shape-shifting a little bit or changing a little bit of who they are or sometimes a lot of who they are depending on the circumstance that they're in. Now that's normal when, as you say, when we don't have this level of fundamental authenticity, when we actually are um, not holding our space very well, and we are allowing ourselves to be um, either sometimes be pushed off center or shifted or um, have other people's frequencies run through us in order to uh, be accommodating or for us to have them like us. Okay, so going into a pleasing pattern. So that's what I would say happens when we're not in a state of fundamental authenticity and when we're needing to shift to get um, 
like what I just mentioned, either uh, validation or being liked or accepted or um, that type of thing. You know, the one thing I thought about when you were talking about that is the people pleaser, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I certainly have those traits. And so I can tell when I start to kind of sacrifice myself for the sake yeah. of making sure that everybody is okay or mm -hmm. feels safe or feels secure or whatever that is. So uh, for those listening that are the people placers, they can really relate to what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would say that, you know, um, for a lot of people um, like yourself, the people pleasers, um, one of the massive distortion patterns you have is that you're uncomfortable with making people uncomfortable or having them be uncomfortable. So when people are uncomfortable, you don't like it. You get a little agitated and a little stressed. And actually, some of you, and you used to, do, sorry, Dennis, I'm outing you a little bit, but you used to do this yourself, uh, um, is you take on their discomfort to try to fix it, right? So you take on that um, perceived discomfort with the situation and pull it into your frequency field in an attempt to make everything okay, right? To make everything feel like, um, like everyone's getting along, that everything's okay, it's safe, no feathers are being ruffled, that type of thing. So I don't know if that sounds familiar to you, but that's um, one big thing that happens a lot um, when people haven't released distortion patterns. Another thing that happens a lot too is that there is a very strong rule set about what makes a good person, you know, for different people through their lineage or their cultures, where, you know, being a good person means that they have to accommodate other people to the sacrifice of themselves. Okay, so meaning that they're going to make sure that everyone else is feeling good, right, in order for them to feel good, because that's what a good person does. They accommodate everyone else. So there's um, a large level of sacrifice for some people, not everybody, but for some people, it's actually um, quite exhausting for them. They feel physically tired. They feel like they're not acting like themselves. They can all go into self-loathing sometimes. So, I mean, that's an extreme example. And other people just start to feel like not so good about how they are with others, right? Or they start to feel depleted around certain people, the ones they shift a lot around, okay? Because what will happen is people will start to press their frequencies into you, like all the stuff they don't want to handle in order for you to um, basically take them on so they don't have to deal with them. And that makes you feel bad. So, you know, really to be authentic and to be able to hold that and to be that in a very natural state, it's not like you're trying to force being authentic. No. It's just like yeah. from a very natural state, you know, you've yeah. released enough distortions or yeah. patterns that, you know, I can be comfortable whatever this situation is. And That's right. so That's right. Um what, what I was wondering about is, it seems to me that the first step is just the awareness. And I know in doing this work, I have become more aware of my behavior around others. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I can tell when I'm starting to allow myself to kind of, you know, exactly the way you were saying, to start to take on someone else's discomfort or someone else's concerns or whatever that might be. So that awareness is kind of that first step in really, truly understanding how important it is to release these distortions so that I can be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Fundamental authenticity, as you say, is something that is natural to us. 
that's why we call it that's why um, I call it fundamental authenticity because it is your nature so let, let me just get it back up so when I talk about fundamental authenticity it's actually a reflection of the essence that is you within the, the sphere of your spirit body okay so this is who you are right your essence it's a reflection of you who, who like you as infinite consciousness Okay, so it's not quite at that level because it still has that layer of humanness to it because fundamental authenticity is an expression through the humanness. However, it's um, clear of distortion from an external source. So it's that's it's an, it's true to you. Okay, it's who you are without interference from other. It's our natural state. So as you strengthen you return to this natural state, right? Because where you're sort of clear and not taking in all the um, heaviness or the discomfort or the um, not feeling good of someone else, it's just clear. So you are aware as, you're, as you become higher in resonance and you release distortion patterns, you become more aware of when someone's trying to push the distortion into you, right? Because you're clear. You've done all this work. Here you are. You've cleared all your distortion patterns or a number of them, let's just say. And when someone tries to push it into you, it doesn't feel so good. You're much more aware of it because you're now in a position where you're clearer, you're stronger. So therefore you um, get to a point where you don't want to allow that, right? It doesn't feel good. Like the sacrifice, your awareness of the detriment it does to you becomes much more apparent. Whereas before you would be willing to sacrifice self in order to make someone else comfortable, right? Because it was more painful for you to have them be uncomfortable than for you to be uncomfortable. And now that's changing, right? When you clear off all these distortion, it's not that you're trying to get them to suffer. It's just that you realize that you are holding your space and they are having whatever journey they're having. And it doesn't necessarily need to have you be sucked into it, all right? Or have their frequencies pushed into you. I'm not saying don't be not to not have compassion of course right it's to hold your space right with with clarity to know who you are to realize that what the boundaries of you is versus someone else and then to realize that is a hard hard choice they're making that is a tough road they're going down to but that doesn't mean that they need to come into the space that's yours and impact you in a way that drops your resonance then it doesn't help anybody. Right now, you just have two people who are dropped in resonance. It doesn't help the whole at all. It's actually um, quite the opposite, right? So by holding who you are, you're holding your space, being in the state of fundamental authenticity, you actually buoy the people around you. And what I'll say is, as you embody the state of fundamental authenticity more, you're acting more and more from a, a point of being more in integrity with yourself. You can't help it, right? It's an expression of that. And you're also, because you've released more of the distortion patterns and you are in the state of neutrality, your resonance is higher. You're also aware of more anyway, of your impact on others, right? So you're aware of the whole. And so what that sounds like I'm negating myself. Like, gee, you just said, don't let other people um, come into your space. Don't take on their stuff. But you just said you haven't aware of your impact. Exactly from a higher level order, meaning that you know that if you hold your space, which means holding the resonance that you are, okay, without letting someone else impact you just to pull you down, actually buoys up the whole. Because you never know who you catalyze into something better when you hold your space, your resonance. You're actually doing a greater service. So um, it's integrity uh, from a higher level order, if that makes sense. So, so again, back to from a very personal standpoint, Karen, what, what I've noticed is in, in doing this work is, first of all, the awareness. 
is that I think a lot of people probably listening today are not even aware of how much shifting they are doing. Yeah. You know, when as they move into different situations or with different people, whatever that might be. So <laughs> to me, that is number one, is just that awareness. The second thing is, you know, continue to do the work. It's, you know, it's all about, you know, that personal situation. And so uh, the other thing I've noticed is, as I've grown with this, is that I become more of a observer. So yeah. I, I move into a group or a conversation or whatever. I can, like you say, be neutral, kind of hold my space, but just observe and observe the situation, observe, you know, whatever that other person or environment or whatever it is, just, you know, like you say, be neutral and allow it to be what it is without trying to be yeah. the fixer or trying to be the, you know, I'm in control yeah. of this situation. So it's, exactly. it's really, it turns into a little game when you, you know, as you get into this and you become aware, but I'll tell you what, it's a wonderful feeling as you grow with this and become more confident and become more aware of the situations. Yeah, and I'd say that um, to your point about holding neutral, there is a tremendous gift in neutrality. Okay, people don't really understand this, but when, you, when, when we personally don't have an agenda for someone else, okay, and we're not trying to get them to do anything or believe anything or take on a particular idea, we're just neutral, allowing them to be in whatever thing that they're in. That freedom doesn't exist very often. It really doesn't because most people, when they're interacting with others, have an agenda. There's usually some, you know what I mean? There's some kind of outcome the other person's trying to get usually in an interaction with someone else, okay? And when you offer the opportunity of a neutral space to someone, they get to be and have the freedom to choose what they want to be in that moment. That is an opportunity because in that freedom, they have a lot of choice. They can stay where they are, and perhaps maybe observe that later to themselves. Like, wow, I, I didn't realize that I was doing that. I mean, not really with any interference on your part. You're just holding neutrality. Like they have a, a chance to self-reflect potentially. They also have the chance to change because they realize I don't know, like what I was just doing just now or whatever it is. But you allow them that opportunity because you're not trying to force anything. That is an extremely powerful gift to give somebody. Okay, and to give self too, right? Because you're just holding, as you say, the observer, the neutrality of it, and you're not trying to force an outcome. And that's what happens when you're in this state of fundamental authenticity, because you're just sitting in the beingness of who you are, without apology, without softening, just being, without trying to force anything, control anyone, you're just being, and you're being neutral. That is a huge thing. Okay, because like I said, it can catalyze a tremendous amount for that person because of all the freedom that it allows them. And it allows them also to entrain up to the higher state of residence that you're embodying. So all of that is possible when we are in this state of fundamental authenticity. And it's, again, not something that you necessarily need to strive for. It's something that will happen as a co natural consequence of you releasing your distortion patterns. And it can be a state that we get to more quickly, as you say, Dennis, by simply observing, right? The, the light, the power of the light of our observation is huge, massive, massive power in this because it allows us to see ourselves, take personal accountability, and then release or confirm the removal of the distortion pattern that we don't want anymore.
So it's an incredibly powerful tool. And as you say, it's the first step. So all you just said is, is yeah, very important. And I think another amazing byproduct of being authentic is the fact that as an observer and holding your space and just being neutral is you become a, so much of a listener. And, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm, if I'm all wound up and I, you know, trying to pretend to be somebody, you know, mm -hmm. I'm kind of acting out this persona and where if I'm truly just myself and neutral, you know, my listening skills are so much better. And that's probably the greatest gift that we can give somebody is to truly listen to them. Yeah, totally. And to add to your point, the reason that that has so much power is because you're listening, not just from your ego mind self, okay, or what I would call the small s self, you're listening in neutrality, because you're embodying fundamental authenticity from also your big s self, the, the self that's associated with spirit, that's what allows you to hold that field of neutrality. Right? You're just simply being present with them. So because, do you see what I'm saying? You're actually being both at the same time in order for them to have that experience of whatever it is that they are allowed to be. And it might like open up so many things for them, right? They might have an emotional release they didn't realize that they needed to have. They might catalyze and change and realize they need to grow and be something different. They might have inspiration flash in. Why does that happen? It happens because you're holding that space of the big S self, right? The self that's very aware of things from spirit perspective. That's of a higher resonating order than simply your ego mind self, right? The small S self. So when you're embodying fundamental fundamental authenticity. It's not just from the perspective of I'm authentic to my ego mind, who I think I am as a personality. I'm actually holding the big S self, meaning that from spirit, that which doesn't think, want to control, do anything. It's just present in the, the present moment. And being present in that present moment also pulls them into the present moment. So all these wonderful things can happen when we embody this state of fundamental authenticity. And you do it really well. That's why so many people want to, to talk to you. <laughs> it feels good <laughs> for them to be in your field when you're in that state, right? And so, of course, we're going to have moments of humanness, okay? So it's not like like we've said many times before, Dennis, it's not like you all of a sudden ping into this state and now you're always in fundamental authenticity. You go in and out of it. You're human. You know what I mean? So, so don't be too hard on yourselves, right? It, you're just going to go. Sometimes you're going to be able to access this state and you're going to be in it and it's going to be wonderful. And other days you're not going to or other minutes you're not going to. Oh, you know what I mean? Like minutes in the day or hours in the day are going to be different. So that's okay. And as you release more distortion and as your resonance rises, you get to be in it more more and more. And just like you were saying, Dennis, like for you yourself, you've noticed more and more when you're in it, when you drop out of it, when someone's trying to push you out of it, you don't like it, right? Uh, from what it sounds like. And it's, you don't, because you've done all this work to get there. <laughs> so we're a little less willing to chuck that out the window. <laughs> At least I'm not as willing. <laughs> That's what I'll say for me. <laughs> You know, uh, Karen, a lot of, you know, what we've been talking about certainly has to do with relationships and, uh, you know, that relationship first with self and then our relationship with others. And being authentic really gives us a, an opportunity to develop some really strong relationships. You know, if I can come to the table and be present and be neutral, and something you just said really triggered me. You said, 
you know, if I'm present, it's like I'm giving the other person to come into this conversation or relationship and be present also, and for them yeah. to be authentic. So now, can you imagine two authentic people, you know, having a conversation or relationship, whatever that might be, that that's, you know, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. And some people have never um, experienced that. So when they're in the field of that, it's, um, it can feel like, um, almost like a release for them, right? Because, uh, and I know uh, from the stories you've told me, Dennis, that a lot of people will, um, have like profound realizations or breakthroughs or, and you don't do anything other than be with them. Right. I, I'm not to, I mean, that's a huge thing. It sounds, and in our culture, it's like you have to do something in order to be valuable. But in fact, the presence of who you are allows them to have all that. And for many people, it's like a huge deal because they haven't ever had that um, opportunity. And it's a tremendous gift. So, yeah. Well, Karen, thank you very much. This has uh, been a very, you know, I just really enjoyed this conversation on being authentic. So, thank you. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency a calibration on fundamental authenticity. The focus of this GFC is on uh, creating more internal focus. Okay, so meaning clarifying the uh, spirit body and the space within the spirit body. As you know from the watching of the episode, uh, the more frequency work you do, the more able you are to hold fundamental authenticity because you will have released more distortion and you're internally much more stable and strong. So this is the beginning of helping you to uh, expedite that process. So first, becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of your fingertips. Good. Yeah. And now please become aware of the points of your elbows. Okay, so if you were to bend your arm, you would be the pointy bit. That sticks out the most. 
breath. Yep. And now become aware of your breath, please. Noticing your breath. Without changing it. Just how it is today, in this moment. And then when you're ready, taking the opportunity to deepen your breath. To allow it to become more long. To allow it to fill not only the front part of your body, like your chest, but also the back part of your body, so your upper back. Mm-hmm. And noticing if you can allow your breath to sink deep into your lower belly. And if that's not available to you, just notice that. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. Yep. And as you become more aware of your surroundings, please notice the smell or the smells around you. So we habituate to smell very quickly and we don't notice it. So you're going to imagine that you're in your environment for the first time. Okay. So this is new. So you notice the smell of the laundry detergent on your clothes or perhaps your lotion. Perhaps you are aware of smells that are further away, like cooking that happened a little while ago, or coffee that has been brewing. Whatever it is, just notice the smells. Perhaps the smell of Uh, woolly clothes drying, whatever it is, just notice it. Mm -hmm. Good. And now, please notice the quality of the light, either with eyes closed, if you can feel the light, or open if you prefer to physically look at it. And if you prefer to do both at the same time, open your eyes. Just noticing the quality of the light. Even if you're sitting in semi-blackness, there is a quality to that light as well. Just noticing. Yeah. And now, with your eyes still open, please triangulate. Now, some of you can triangulate with your eyes closed. So if that's 
better for you, do that. And if you prefer your eyes open, do that. For those of you who are new, triangulating simply means becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those objects are is not important. You're going to notice the distance between each object and you, and then you're going to feel that distance. So for example, if object A is the bed, then you would notice that the distance between the bed and you is four feet. And then you would feel the distance between the bed and you. And you would do the same thing for objects B and C. And as you do this, what will happen is that you will notice that your sense of where you are in space clarifies and or becomes more present for you. Good. For those of you who are a little faster with triangulating, bringing your attention now, please, to your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line. Breathing normally when you arrive here. And then we're going to take a nice deep breath together, inhaling, holding your breath at the very top for a count of five. And then whenever you finish that five count, releasing the air at whatever speed feels good to you, holding your breath out also for a count of five. Yeah. And while we wait for the mastermind to coalesce, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level and that I often work in silence. So if you don't hear me, just know that I'm still working on you. It doesn't benefit you if I make noise, physical noise, when I'm working at that frequency level. It just drops the resonance. I also do make noise. So you might hear me hum or yawn or exhale sharply. And typically I've noticed that that happens when I'm clearing distortion patterns that are lower, denser, or stickier. Also, if I say something that resonates with you, likely it's yours. And if I say something that you really resist, likely it's yours. So I invite you to remain open and explore. There we go. So now that the mastermind is coherent, let's ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, for those of you who are new, 
is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the center of your body. And as you imagine this space, it's surprisingly vast. And at its very center is a brilliance that you either see or feel that starts to intensify because you have your attention on it. And as it intensifies, it expands outwards through all of your cells out through your organs. through your bones, have through your flesh and your muscles, radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length, all around you. Please become very aware of or imagine the brilliance within the sphere. And now, please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, please know that I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance, irrespective of where it began. This is one of the most important things we do because the higher your frequency resonance, the more effective the session the more momentum you gain on spirit level and the faster your integration. Yeah. 
Good. Becoming aware, please, of your entire spine, from the tip of your tailbone all the way up into your skull. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we're going to do here is release your oversensitivity to what others feel or think about you. Oftentimes you assume that they feel or think a certain way with you about you, but they're not actually thinking about you at all. So let's release this. Okay. For some of you, it's a lineage pattern. There's a very small subgroup of you that, um, well, Quite frankly, you have um, something else in you, an entity in you. So you, it's how you see other people or how you believe they feel about you is colored by that. Okay. So for this very small group of people, helping you with uh, the release of the entity. Yeah. Better. Bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line in a straight line down to the midpoint of your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Mm -hmm. So we're now going to release a distortion pattern of low self-worth that you have to do something or provide something that's different depending on the person that you're with. Okay. So your value is in your doing this. Let's release this because it's not true. 
and it forces you to sort of shape shift for different people. Okay, with this running, it's very difficult to not shape shift if you're having this running. Yeah. Good. Bringing your attention to the center point of your solar plexus. So there's a large subgroup on this call that are not sure of where they are, meaning they don't know what's them and what's other. Um, it's hard for you to determine that. And so as a result, you because you feel other people pretty strongly, or very strongly, depending on who you are, you start to um, shift who you are because you can feel that um, they're not comfortable with you the way you are. So you modulate yourself. Let's release this. Good. Bringing your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process. Right at the base of your sternum and about three inches directly beneath it towards your belly button in a straight line. Good. We're just clearing out, resetting your pain body. And then we're integrating that cleared out, clean pain body 
to the new, higher resonating version of you. If not, what happens as you detox, integrate, is you keep bumping up against the pain body with the memory of you before all this work was done, which makes things slower and harder than it needs to be. There we go. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.